I don't know what his DJ name is, but we're going to call him. It's DJ Flower, baby. DJ Flower. DJ Flower. All right. And uh, I'm Nick, also on the Nick and Colin show, and I do those Monday afternoon shows. So, Chris, thanks for having me today. No problem, man. Thanks for coming down, spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, I'd like to get into, here's the question of the day, and I'm going to open this one up to anybody that's listening out there. So, say the Patriots dynasty falls off. You know, we've been saying this for years, but say it falls off. Who do you think the next NFL franchise that could, you know, potentially have a run like the Patriots have had? Who do you think that franchise will be? So next dynasty is what you're asking, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what? That's a tough one because if you – I would have said Pittsburgh, right? But you look at these trades. This has been an insane offseason. Antonio Brown's gone. Le'Veon Bell's gone. So you got to cross them right off the list. Now, call me crazy. Call me crazy, all right, Chris? But – the Browns potentially could have something in the works, all right? Okay. They have a dream team now in OBJ. I mean, they got Kareem Hunt, a couple. Well, what, we don't know what his suspension is going to be, right, but he'll right. be there long term. No, he will be, likely. yeah. And then Jarvis Landry. And you got to think of the chemistry that OBJ and Jarvis Landry have. Baker Mayfield's only in his sophomore season. You got Nick Chubb, uh, David Njuku. So their offense is loaded. Offense now, defensively, loaded. they just got rid of Jabril Peppers. We saw with that trade to right. New York. And they also got the first and third round pick from the Browns. But... Maybe in five to ten years, I could see the Browns doing something similar. But dynasty-wise, I mean, Green Bay's always got to be in the conversation. Mike McCarthy did just get fired, though. So right. see, that's why you got to realize the Patriots have it from. I mean, granted, Robert Kraft did just get into a little bit of trouble, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have it from the top down. They have a good owner that's willing to willing to do what you know. They don't spend a lot of money, but they have a head coach that can make up for it right. by finding the right players. Now, that's my concern with Cleveland is. Their coach, Freddie Kitchens, Kittens, I don't even know what right, his kitchens, last name is. Kitchens. kitchens. Yep. We'll call him the kitten going forward because <laughs> he went from the running backs coach to interim offensive coordinator to now the head coach. And this is the guy. We're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield. Now, that just seems like a recipe for disaster with <laughs> both of those personalities in the locker room. You think is, so? Is that coach going to be able to handle it? You know, Right. There's a new coach. It's it's pretty questionable. So Okay. So, I mean, other than that, I'm looking at. See, I would say the Chiefs, but Andy Reid's game management. Right. <laughs> this is for uh, since 2000. When when was it? The Eagles went like back oh, to back to oh, back. Five. Oh, when they lost to the Patriots. Well, they lost the Patriots, and that yeah, was oh oh four. Oh four. Yeah. Four. But I mean, they had continue. The Eagles had continually gone to the NFC Championship and blown it like three years in a row with Donovan McNabb. Right. Mostly due to Andy Reid's horrific. Game plan, like at the end, he forgets he has timeouts, or he doesn't use his timeouts, or he uses them at stupid times. He 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 doesn't know how to control the clock, so that's why I feel like the Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs got a lot of good pieces. They did just lose two members of their defense because they're not going to be able to pay everybody. But Chiefs are my pick probably to be in the position next. But I mean, right now we're talking about three AFC teams with the Patriots, the Browns, and the Chiefs. No one, like I've been listening to a little bit of sports today. No one has said the Rams. No one. Well, you got the Rams. Yeah, that. Well, you got to think about too with the Rams. I mean, they're already starting to fall off a little bit. They just lost Zach Taylor, who's now the head coach for the Bengals. So that was their quarterback coach. A large part of Jared Goff's success comes from Coach Taylor, uh, and just the way that they don't they choke in the big games. I mean, that was a really. I know they were the new kids on the block in the Super Bowl. Of, co- of coast, of course, the Patriots were the veterans. I mean, the. Patriots had the upper hand in almost every single aspect in that Super Bowl except for age. 
They had the, they had the experience in the coaching. It was the oldest coach in the league versus the youngest coach in the league. Well, they had. But think about it too. Think about their quarterback position. I mean, Tom Brady versus Jared Goff. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any faith in Jared Goff at all. Right. No, going for he he got totally outclassed by a zone defense. Yep. A zone defense. The man cannot put the ball outside of the hash marks. Their whole offense is in between the hash marks. Straight downfield. Belichick put it in his zone, took it away from him, and Goff like shit his pants. I don't know if we're allowed to say that, but. <laughs> It seemed like he pooped his pants a little bit, so it was bad. Oh, man. Yeah, well, when you got to think about it, too. When you take away, the Patriots took away the run game completely. Todd Gurley was non-existent in the Super Bowl. And Jared Goff does not have the capability to carry the team on his back with just a passing game. We saw that. Brady, in the past, you know, they shut down the run game. In fact, recent years, the run game has picked up in New England. But you got to think about those years in the two, early, mid-2000s. I mean, there wasn't really a run game. I mean, you had, like... I guess uh, Jarvis Green Ellis and mm. a couple of these the other Shane Marine. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I mean, he hasn't really had a great run game, and he's able to carry his team in the pass game. And Jared Goff is not able to take that. If you take away Todd Gurley, Jared Goff becomes non-existent because all the pressure's on him. That's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, but that's what I mean. He's in his sophomore. He was in his sophomore season, so being his third year in the league, he should take the next steps going forward. But what they did last offseason was they were they were doing what the Browns did this year. Is they were picking up everything and paying big money for it because they have that quarterback on the rookie pay scale. So they're they're going for broke now until they have to pay Goff, if they even will pay Goff. So we'll see. But, but I mean what do you think what do you think so far was your favorite signing? Uh from the day, I think that how about this? Because I'm a Patriots fan. It's okay to be biased on the show. We'll admit you are too. We, that's why we're that's why we're buddies here. That's right. But um, maybe not my favorite. But what makes the most sense? What's the greatest pickup? I think the best signing so far, arguably, I really like Tyron Matthew to the Chiefs. That was a nice pickup because yep. the Tyron Tyron Matthew signed to the Chiefs just two days ago, mm-hmm. forty two million three years, which is a great pickup. Now it does make sense that. Because they picked up Tyron Matthew, they didn't have cap space for both Tyron Matthew and Eric Berry, even though that would have been an incredible secondary. Mm. So Eric Berry was released about two hours ago today. He'll be picked up by the end of today, I guarantee well, he's, it. Well, he is coming back off an injury, so right. and he's getting up there in age. But he's, I think right. he might still have a little bit a little bit left in his tank. Definitely. And you know who else I really like, which is probably one of the most slept on, is Trey Flowers to the Lions. Now, let me tell you right. why. Matt Patricia was the defense coordinator for the New England Patriots, up until last year when he got his first head coaching job in his career. Now, he coached Trey Flowers for the first two years, and in fact, they've won Super Bowls together. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of chemistry there. And coming into this free agency, Trey Flowers is actually listed as the number one free agent, which I thought was very surprising coming into this uh, offseason. So I think it was a great pickup. I don't have the numbers here. I can get it for you right now in the amount that he signed him for. But I do know that Trey Flowers had seven and a half sacks last year. He was the most dominant pass rusher for the New England Patriots. He was. And I got it right here. So the Detroit Lions have agreed to a five-year deal that's averaging between 16 or $17 million per year. Wow. So he's basically getting, I mean, do the quick math there, over $70 million in the next five years. And I wonder what's guaranteed and what isn't, too. That's a heck exactly. of a contract for a guy that, you know, he wasn't drafted very high. He came, he worked Fourth hard. Fourth round pick. That's right. He worked hard and worked his way up, so... I'm happy. I mean, it stinks the Patriots are going to be losing losing him, but it is what it is. Another big signing I think that's not getting much is because he's coming off an injury is Earl Thomas headed over to Baltimore. Right. Four years, $55 million with $32 million fully guaranteed. ESPN's giving him a, a grade of a B here. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Guy's getting up there in age as well. He once part of the Legion of Boom from a few Super Bowls back. That's right. But, you know, his influence has waned because of his injuries, but it's not like the Seahawks got any better without him on the field. You know what I mean? Like right. when he wasn't playing, you could tell the man. I mean, the man's a missile out there, and he hits, and he hits He's a hard. General. He's a general. He, does. he is. Good point. That's a good word for it. Good uh, word but for it. That's a good point. You brought up the Seattle Seahawks and Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. They showed the statistics starting last year. I think it was like opening day when the Seattle Seahawks were playing. I forgot who it was. But they showed about since the 2014 Super Bowl when Pete Carroll made the most ridiculous decision to not give Marshawn Lynch <laughs> the ball and gave us the Super Bowl. Thank you very much mm-hmm. for that. Uh, the entire Legion of Boom has disappeared, minus Earl Thomas. Now he's the last of them to go. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, from that starting unit on the Super Bowl Sunday in 2015, 2016. Yep. Uh, Super Bowl 49, I believe it was. Yep. Anyway, the entire Seahawks defense has disappeared minus one or two players. Now, after Earl Thomas, I think the entire defense from just four years ago has gone. But I do also want to talk about, we're talking about, I guess, under the radar uh, pickups, which is what kind right. of the trend for this segment. Yep. I want to talk about Nick Foles, who is making some big yeah. bucks. Wow. The loyalty I love to see when players take pay cuts. Dustin Bajoy has done that time and time again for the Boston Red Sox. Right. And uh, I really like to see when players do that because it shows that they're not all about the money. Because the money will come and go, but the legacy you leave and the impact you have on your team and organization is something that I think stays forever. That is extremely well said. Thanks, sir. Extremely (laughs) well said. You know what? On that note, I'm going to take a quick break here and we'll come back with the final segment and um, give us two minutes. This is calling an amp up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's because football season is about to take a lull. So we got to get ready for March Madness, and that's all I got. Yeah, and I think that this went really smooth between us, Chris. I think we have some good chemistry, and I'm looking forward to working with you for the rest of the year. So if you guys like what you heard today, go ahead and remember to tune in every day from 4 to 5 uh, on Wednesdays for the DJ Flower <laughs> We call it the Flower Federico show. Whatever. We'll think of a we'll name. We'll figure out a name. We'll it's think just, a name. Today's just day, day one. So All anyways, right. listen, 101.5 KMCJ Raiders Radio, Voice of Moore Park College. Thank you guys very much. Have a good one. Bye.